Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, my co-host Gramps has taken a week off. He's got to do some healing from the allergies that are going on in our wonderful state when fall rolls around. But I'm joined this week by Flower Moon Botanicals, Shelly Peebles and Maggie Green. How are y'all doing this evening? Doing great. How are you? I'm getting by. I'm loving this weather. Not a not 100 degrees anymore. Yes. Not, I'm not complaining. Not yeah. complaining. Well, y'all are in New Braunfels right now, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. What has it been down there? Because usually between Austin, I'm in Austin and New Braunfels, it's maybe a degree or two, but I've seen where vastly different weather. What's the weather been like in New Braunfels? Well, it's been getting pretty nice, mm-hmm. you know, during the day. It's like 70s and, you know, cloudy, so it's not nearly as hot and humid. But today it was a lot more humid than yeah. it's been. But We're in our trailer right now, and we had to run the AC today. In the last three days, we haven't had to use it because it's been nice and chilly. Sat outside, smoked mm-hmm. a bunch been really chill feels like fall finally <laughs> not blazing hot anymore always always great when you're like feels like fall you get to put the fall clothing on yeah <laughs> well, i guess at least for me i'm like i get to start wearing pants again because i've been wearing shorts <laughs> non-stop and everybody's always poking fun because i wear cargo shorts remember they, what are you oh, gonna, no. they're like are you gonna grow up and i'm like i'm a dad, <laughs> dad shorts yes <laughs> gotta hold my phone my keys and like 600 toys there you go they come in handy fidget spinners I'm glad my son's finally over that, that fad. Yeah. <laughs> or getting there, at least getting there. That was about Pokemon cards. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I got some Pokemon cards for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some fidget spinners. To oh, go man. With. Don't let him hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are starting this business, Flower Moon Botanicals. How did y'all, how did y'all get into hemp, hemp and cannabis? Man, um, it was your idea. It was my, kind of my idea. Yeah. But we actually met. I'm at a women's circle and we I was going through a really rough divorce. Maggie at the time was having issues with her marriage and I didn't know it, but it was kind of like we kind of circled back and came together mm-hmm. at, at a time later on in life where she was kind of going through the same thing. And so we just kind of uh we got together and I was going through some physical ailments as well and not really able to figure out what was going on with me. Um, Health-wise, I got into CBD to try to relieve some of the physical symptoms I was dealing with. And um, I wasn't really getting anywhere with it. It wasn't really helping me. But, um, you know, I was trying, I was trying CBD from people that were like, you know, those MLM type companies Mm -hmm. where you buy from your friend and your friend gets a commission. And that's what I was using. Yeah. And, um, when Maggie, Maggie had some CBD from like a better, like a, you know, a small farmer type place. And I tried that and it was the best thing I've ever tried. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is what I need. Um, and we just kind of started from there and got together. We got this idea to, to do a mobile dispensary, mm-hmm. which is where we have a trailer that we, we have a permanent location, but it's, uh, it can be moved. That's, that's what I wanted to ask about. I remember you when I first met you at Lucky Leaf last year, mm-hmm. you were talking about doing the trailer mm-hmm. and having the mobile dispensary. And then when you right. sent in to be on the podcast, you were talking about like a physical location, New Braunfels. I was like, what happened to the trailer? Like, no, that, it's here. Yeah. It's on it. wheels. It's just in a semi, we call it a semi-permanent location. It, it took us a while to get the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't remember the initial conversation. I know. We just hung out a lot because we were both single moms and our kids get along well and our friends and uh, we were just able to support each other. And Shelly always has all these good ideas about um, 
business ventures and she's been successful with other stuff in the past. And we were like, why don't we join forces and do something that could also help support other moms? Um, I've dealt with anxiety basically my entire life and also have a chronic um, autoimmune condition that creates a lot of inflammation and pain. That's what I started using CBD for um, back in like 2016, 2017, but it was very low dose and um, it helped enough that I liked it and I wanted to keep using it, but I was interested in expanding to other products. And then I met Shelly and she knew a lot more than I did about it. Um, But we originally, the idea was to have a boutique and open it somewhere here in New Braunfels. And this was (laughs) like during the COVID pandemic originally. And then the prices skyrocketed and we're on single mom budgets. And so we were like, well, there's no way we're going to find any brick and mortar that we could actually afford to lease or rent, much less buy here in town. And we're like, what if we put it in a trailer and it was movable? And so originally we were looking at like Airstreams and old retro trailers that kind of seemed like too much trouble because it would require a lot of renovation and they all leak and they have problems. Shelly found this company, AeroBuild, and they custom build to spec. And we contacted them and the rest is history. It just took a lot longer than originally it was supposed yeah. to, like six months longer. So we just got the trailer here in town back in June. So this has been a long, long journey just for the trailer on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I, we I, were... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and I understand like the cost thing. I was looking at office spaces like three months ago. I was yeah. like, man, I, I'm, I'm going back to school. I'm going to get some extra money. I, I might just get an office space to have a place to do some work and be able to do more proper interviews because this is set up in a room in my house mm-hmm. with the green screen behind me. And <laughs> I was like, I'd like to have, you know, an actual proper place where I could do interviews and bring people who are nearby to come in and mm-hmm. sit down and do the interview that way. And like the cheapest office space I could find for even like a cubicle was going to cost like 900 bucks a month. And they're like, that's no yep. utilities. That's not, that's just, here's a spot to sit down. Wow. Yeah. Rent is, rent is not cheap here. No, either. it's um, ridiculous. It's not Austin prices probably, but it's yeah. not, it's still very expensive to rent a place here. Necessity creates property. innovation, right? Or there what's the go. saying? You have to get creative. You got to think outside the box. Necessity is the mother of invention. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. And it's definitely needed. And I was, I was astounded by, um, I went to a law school fair yesterday and they had a table from a school from Albany. And I was like, Oh, I used to live up near there. I wonder what the cost of living is like there right now. And like, Oh, you can get a, you can get a studio apartment in Albany, like downtown right now for about 800, 850 bucks. I was like, what? And she's like, you think that's a lot? I was like, no, that's cheap. That's cheap compared to here. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's crazy cheap. <laughs> I was like, everybody's always screaming, the cost of living in New York's horrible. I'm like, the cost of New York City is horrible. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. We need to move to Albany. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, here's the thing. I'll give you the spiel I, I told that this lady. I was like, you know, this is what you got to convince these students of is, um, are you okay with a foot and a half to three feet of snow overnight? Are you, yeah. okay, are you okay with your interstate, all of it being a toll road called a thruway? Are you okay with your heater being a radiator in the middle of the room that only has two settings off and on and on is boiling hot? (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay with a house that doesn't have central air because it's likely the house was built in 17, whatever the hell. And you're not allowed to touch and put that type of stuff in because it's a historical monument at this point. People are like, no. And I'm like, yeah, then Albany's not for you. (laughs) Is that where 
I'm from Texas. I was in the, when I was in the Navy, I got, I decided I had an option of staying in South Carolina in the Charleston area or going to upstate New York. And I was like, I'm tired of what I call illiterate South Carolina. My insurance <laughs> rates were the highest I'd ever seen in my life. And wow. turned out it was, it's one of the highest places for car insurance rates. So I decided to go to New York and I was in what's called Saratoga Springs, okay. about 30 minutes North of Albany, right at the foothills of Adirondack mountains. And it's beautiful. And I was surprised yeah. at how affordable it was considering they have one of the oldest race tracks, like horse racing tracks in the country there. Yeah. So there's people several times a year that are driving through with cars that are worth more than our houses. Wow. Yeah. There's people, <laughs> buddy of mine was like, dude, look at that car. And I was like, well, what's, what's the deal with that car? And he's like, oh, that's like this Bugatti, blah, blah, blah. It's a $400,000 car. It's their lowest model they make. I'm like, this is 2007. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a $400,000 car. God, I know houses wow. that are less than that, like mansions. Those are the people we need to talk to about investing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we need investors. <laughs> yeah. Get in we touch get with it. those jockeys. Those dudes, they, they got <laughs> yeah. money to they got money to throw out and they're they're all sore from riding horses. Their joints are yeah. all messed up. For real. Yeah, we we have come across, I think, pretty much every single barrier to entry in this market that we could have. Um yep. and that you know, funding would be one of them. Uh, there was not a bank, I think, in the area willing to help us with actual CBD banking mm -hmm. or uh, loans of any kind. Yep. None of that. And most of the problem is that these banks are not educated about CBD or hemp. Yeah. They don't oh. know. They don't understand what they're dealing with. No. They literally told us, oh, we won't bank with CBD businesses because they're all fronts for laundering money from marijuana sales okay yeah, yeah i've i've heard that and that's that was the first thing i heard when the this program started was banks were going as far as we're concerned it sounds like you've got a front for laundering drug money because we we won't be able to know the difference and it started at first people were like uh, i don't understand why you'd say that and then it becomes painfully clear that you do have people who own a hemp business here they also have a marijuana business in another state and they don't mm -hmm. want to disconnect the two businesses and it's like well then you're really just running a hemp business as somewhat of a front for the other. They're like, no, I'm not. It's like, prove it. Mm. They're like, I can't. And I'm like, that's the problem. They don't want to touch that. I was like, I get it. They don't want to touch that. But there's, it should be obvious. I mean, that if you don't have the other business going, that you're obviously not a front for this. I wish we had a farm in another state. Sure. That'd be great. But um, yeah, we don't. <laughs> um, it's just that it was very clear to us that there are there's still such a lack of education mm -hmm. in the industry and it's like you know the people that are doing the banking and the people that are in charge of making the laws um they don't understand the plant they don't understand the industry mm -hmm. um and so it's really frustrating from our perspective uh, as we're trying to like start this business up and get going uh, and just everything takes either twice as long or, yeah. you know, there's a brick wall in front of us yeah. uh, every 10 feet. So, yeah. Um, and we don't have any investors. We've done all of this ourselves. Yeah. As single mom. So uh, um, shout out to our bank who do banks for Texas Cannabis Collective, uh, Herring Bank. I don't know if y'all yeah. have reached out to them. Yeah, we, uh, we're probably going to end up having to switch to them because the bank that we originally went with uh, charged us a bunch of money in fees and uh, we didn't even get a debit card mm -hmm. or checks. We had a month. no way to access our account. We could, we had no way to even deposit money mm -hmm. into the account. It's like, why am I banking um, with you? You won't even let me touch my money. 
Yeah, it was a you know what show. It was ridiculous. And I we went in there in person and I was like, I'm closing this account. And I just want you to know that the reason why we are closing this account is because we don't feel like you are earning the money that we are paying you. And I don't am not satisfied with a service that we've gotten thus far. Therefore, I d I don't want you to do business with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really legit reason. It's like, yo, I pay you to have this account and you won't even let me touch my money. Like, what yeah, am I, what am I paying you to do? $150 a month. God. For nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll probably end up going with Harry. Yeah. Heard good things about Herring. Yeah. Um, I've, dealt, I've talked with Andrew quite a bit there and he's great. So Andrew Escamilla, you can talk to him. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. the go-to guy with Herring and here in the state of Texas. Well, it is time for our sponsor break. So... We're going to go into sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Our guest this week is Flower Moon Botanicals. Shelly Peoples and Maggie Green will be right back after our sponsor messages. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams, and Gramps. the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week, our episode is Flower Moon Botanicals. That's our guest, Shelly Peebles and Maggie Green. We're talking about how difficult it is to bank in Texas as hemp, a hemp business. It's insane. It is. That's just one issue. Yeah, that's, that's only one aspect. <laughs> it's, and the other thing I, a lot of people already know about, and I imagine you're going to be facing, if you haven't already faced it, is advertising. It is insanely mm -hmm. difficult to advertise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of just been dealing with social media for the mm -hmm. most part. So yeah, we're, we're well aware of all of that. 
had good luck so far. I know so many people who've had their accounts um, banned or legally, uh, which is a huge blow after you've put so much time and effort into curating your social media presence. Um, but I'm I'm using as many hashtags as I can to get us out there. And so far, it's been okay. It's been a learning curve. Yeah. Like I have a marketing degree. That was my first degree. And uh, um, it was during the time where social media was not a thing. Mm-hmm. MySpace. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, I was actually a computer information systems major before that. And uh, our computer, our internet was like a black screen with green letters. Hercules monitors. Yay. <laughs> and, yeah. And then like, overnight you know internet just took off and then we have what we have today but like uh social media classes were not a thing Mm -hmm. when i got my schooling so i will give you a tip (laughs) while it's on my brain talking about using hashtags um limit the number of hashtags you use when you make a individual post and Mm -hmm. it's most things that the the social media networks are actually starting to punish if you say you load up a, a post and you've got like 40 hashtags or you've got 15 hashtags. You're like, oh, I need this and this and this. And every other thing is a hashtag. They're actually, they limiting, like they're actually limiting how many views your post will get, how often it'll show in people's feeds. Hmm. It changes every five minutes. That's another thing about uh, not just social media, but this industry also mm-hmm. is that it seems like everything changes every few seconds. So I would say it's right now it's changing because TikTok. TikTok mm-hmm. has taken off. TikTok has an enormous market share of users and Facebook, Instagram, YouTube are trying to figure out how can they do something similar and keep their market share? What can they do that's similar to TikTok? Because apparently people want the features of TikTok. Mm -hmm. So Instagram right now, it's reels. Everything's about reels and making Mm -hmm. reels, whether it be on even for Facebook, same thing. Video is king right now. Vertical video on Facebook and Instagram is definitely king. They are not mm. loving if you make horizontal video. Like what I'm making, unfortunately. <laughs> like but and you'll see if you go to our like our Instagram account for the Cannabis Collective, we'll post a reel up here and there. Um and it's I've went and edited and cropped this to where it's a vertical video. Look like it's edited for a cell phone or it'll be zoomed in or cropped out to to be real. To make to be a R E E U real. Not like real like oh it's real life. Yeah. Um, I joined in in like 2011, I think. Uh, I started doing photography in 2008. And then when Instagram came around in 2011, I joined. And I've always loved taking pictures and using the filters. And like you're saying now, it's not about still shots anymore. It all has to be videos, reels, everything spliced together, all of these crazy transitions, which are really fun. And I like learning new stuff like that, but also we're not really the age demographic that TikTok is geared <laughs> towards. So the, you know, 40 something moms, we're trying to figure out how to be relevant and not look like we're trying too hard to be cool. You know, <laughs> there's, you say trying too hard to be cool. So my, I mentioned being a journalism, mass communications major, um, digital media innovation is the actual course track that I'm on. And I'm mm-hmm. actually in a class right now called Advanced Social Media Analytics. So it is. Ex- so it is explicitly we are learning what are the tricks that like what is what does Instagram want to see? What will be distributed? What does mm-hmm. Facebook want to see distributed? Um, how well do you post perform under these circumstances? And 
like the health of each. We're going as far as like learning about the health of each business because it obviously determines where they're going to try to take their business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the um the thing with the video, like you mentioned, it's videos, quick cuts. We were we've talked about recently suspense. People love suspense. Mm-hmm. They want to. Oh, I got to see what's going to happen. I I, I got to know mm-hmm. that if you can make yeah. videos with that, people are like, like you're glued to it and they love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning. From my 10 year old son because he's addicted to youtube so he shows me a lot of uh fun videos that i get ideas from for audio tracks and what what the current trends are <laughs> the thing is is my advertising class i took in 2017 the big thing that we talked about was your ad will be successful if you can make your product cool mm-hmm. if if you can pass it off as people are like, oh that i i gotta have that to be cool it won. Your advertisement has done its job. It's the most effective marketing strategy for advertisements when you're doing products. Yeah. Does it pop? Yeah. And does it make people feel like they're going to be cool if they need it? I feel like um, CBD is it basically sells itself because it's such a hot uh, product right now. And there are so many people who are starting to learn about it and realizing that it can help with so many things that they have been using pharmaceuticals for, for years. And a lot of people are realizing they want to get off of these um, things that they've been prescribed and try something different. So I feel like we don't even have to try that hard to make CBD cool because it is already in demand. We just have to educate people on what it does, what it's for and why they need it. Speaking of such, um, wanted to ask about, obviously y'all have had things where you've had medical issues that have taken place and you were mentioned pharmaceuticals. I imagine you were on some sort of pharmaceutical and you've decided, well, I'd like to move over to cannabis. Mm-hmm. Could you divulge more? Do you, if you want to, you don't have to, I understand some people like to keep that type of stuff private, but it'd be, I think it'd be great hearing about like what was going on, the pharmaceuticals yeah. they had you on and how cannabis changed all that for you. It's a big yeah. part of our platform. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in 2017, I was going through a really stressful divorce and um i started have i was really active i was uh big on working out i worked out probably five or six times a week um and i all of a sudden one day i couldn't hold myself up to do a push-up i would just crumble to the ground and um i didn't know what was going on and then it kind of just progressed slowly into uh, my shoulder bothering me and i couldn't sleep at night um and then that turned into, uh, you know, numbness in my arm. Uh, there was like a searing pain in my forearm that I couldn't, nothing would kill it. It was like so painful. The only thing I could do was hold my arm like this <laughs> to keep it from just killing me. I was to ask you, I saw the Instagram post. Do you mind if I put that up and share the screen with yeah, that while you talk yeah. about this? Okay. So you yeah. Continue. So... My, my fingers started going numb uh, and I'm a dental hygienist. So none of that really worked well with me having to work, so, uh, but I was, I was through it, um, but I was trying to go to the you know doctors and I went to a chiropractor. I got a massage. I had acupuncture done. I had cupping done. Um, finally ended up at an orthopedic doctor and he did x-rays and he was like, it's not your shoulder, it's your neck. He's like, you have degenerative discs in your neck um, and it's not going to get better. Um, you know, the only thing to do is to alleviate the symptoms and maybe eventually have surgery. But I mean, he started talking about long term pain management. I was already taking muscle relaxers and narcotics 
to try to help me sleep and try to help me deal with the pain. But, you know, I can't, I can't function on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I want to do, and I, I'm a, I, I was also stressed out because I was about to be a single mom, you know, with a single income and two children. And I did, I was kind of freaking out about that. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I'm like, and now you're telling me I need a different job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I was really, really scared. And um, we went on a girl's trip to Colorado mm-hmm. and, you know, I had been trying you know, CBD this whole time and that was helping like during the day, but at night I still couldn't sleep. I couldn't get comfortable. Um, you know, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was sleeping about four hours a night and I, I just couldn't function. Um, but we, oh, I man. tried. That's an old man. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It was, it was, I was a mess. Um, but we tried Colorado. We tried, we, this is how we started talking about like the education side of it because we realized there were, there's two different endocannabinoid systems, right? Um, there are, everybody's got their own unique cannabinoid system but um she uh <laughs> we tried the same gummy uh, <laughs> she was violently ill and like migraines throwing up all that uh i slept for hours and i felt great <laughs> and i was like i need more of this whatever this is is what i need and um that really you know cannabis really just gave me my body time to heal and rest and um uh it 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 just changed my life Mm -hmm. uh it's it's amazing it's amazing when you go from being on a dozen different medications and they're like well we're gonna add a 13th for this other symptom that showed up and you start realizing well you know i i think that every time you add a medication and another symptom is going to show up and maybe these all these symptoms will go away if i stopped taking all of this stuff together Mm -hmm. and then they're like well what are you gonna do what are you gonna replace it with what are you gonna do you just gonna be sick no i'm gonna use weed (laughs) <laughs> yeah i say it like that but well, well and so back to when i was going through all of this um and my doctor got me into physical therapy which did also help a lot with the symptoms um and so with the physical therapist you know just i was i went into the treatment room and in the treatment room is this sign and it's basically you know the uh picture of a person uh in their brain and it's all of these different things that are affecting their brain uh, and it just talks about the pain response in the body and how pain it, it it can be caused by emotional stress or physical stress your body doesn't know the difference mm-hmm. everything uh either one of those is going to manifest in your body as inflammation mm-hmm. and so you know if you're constantly in this fight or flight state your body kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what was going on with me. And um, cannabis allowed my body to do that, to mm-hmm. relax the and heal, heal itself. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than relying right. on some kind of compounded chemical medication right. to do that for you. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I had noticed too taking these prescription medications that the doctors were giving me, um, you know, at first I every four to six hours and then it started becoming every like three hours and then it was every two hours and then I finally was like I'm not doing this anymore it's not working and and I'm taking more and more of it like I'm not going to do this I'm just going to be in pain so then when I was able to not be in pain and actually get better um that was a game changer it is time for our sponsor break it's a nice little spot to stop when we come back well (laughs) Maggie will get a chance to talk about 
autoimmune, if you don't mind, because that that yeah. that interests me a lot. I have autoimmune disorder myself. So okay. we will be right back. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is the Lone Star Collective podcast. Our guest this week is Shelly Peebles and Maggie Green of Flower Moon Botanicals. We'll be right back after our sponsor messages. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams, and Gramps. chill music i like it well thank you welcome back to the lone star collective podcast i'm your host jesse williams i have our thankful guest shelly peoples <laughs> i'm the thankful one she's actually appreciating the, the chill music uh, maggie green is with us as well chill vibes. we are very thankful it's the month of thankfulness right time for thanksgiving giving thanks to whom I don't know, but we'll figure that out by the time <laughs> Turkey Day rolls around. It's like, you know, I want to thank me for being me. <laughs> really sick. I'm speech. the king of the world. Yeah. That, that type of speech. <laughs> they always, what is it? A friend of mine was joking about. They always thank God. Like, I thank God for helping me write these dope rhymes and these sick beats and the song about shooting everybody on the block before I, by the end of the day. And it's like, what? <laughs> Objectifying women, selling weed. <laughs> yeah. Selling weed thing ain't so bad. I don't know, the objectify women thing's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that. <laughs> we left off. We were talking about uh, it, medical issues. And I know, mm -hmm. Maggie, you brought up earlier about an autoimmune disorder. I wonder if you wanted to expand on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have an exhaustive knowledge of this, but I got um, mono in college, which pretty much everybody gets at some point in their lives, it seems like. And I just happened to get really, really sick. Um, I was like 18. So this was a while ago. <laughs> I'm not going to give my, <laughs> but 
Uh, I had to drop out and take incompletes in like five different classes. Um, I developed a secondary condition that the doctor basically uh, described as being like hepatitis D, I think, which is not um, contagious viruses. It's the condition of the liver. Uh, I sustained spleen damage. Um, So my entire adult life, I've just been... Like I get sick constantly, whatever anybody has, when the wind blows, uh, if I'm in a room full of people, I'll, I'll get whatever germs everybody else has. And it only got worse after I had my first child 10 years ago. College is not for you. I can tell you that right now. College <laughs> campus is not where you want to be ever again. No, she, she did survive college. I did. I made it through college. I, I finished. I got a degree. I don't use it at all anymore. <laughs> um. <laughs> don't prove Elon Musk right here. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I loved college. It it was just, I was sick all the time. And I'm also a singer and I was um, a scholarship singing program at my university for three years. So I had to to have enough money to continue my degree. And so I was constantly fighting off. I was on steroids. I was on Allegra D prescription over the counter, everything. And I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Um, and then I became a public school teacher. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like working in a Petri dish um, 50 hours a week at least. And it was middle school. And middle school children do not care about washing their hands or bathing. Um, and most of them, this was in like not so great area in San Antonio, a low income district. Most of those kids were um, below the poverty line. They did not have people at home that helped take care of them, got them medicine. They went to school sick all the time. Two and a half years, I was constantly sick. Um, I had my first child in 2012. And it was after that that I, I went into like a flare, basically, um, when you have an autoimmune condition. Um, yeah, it's called, you had a flare. I have a flare. I have rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. The flare. Yeah. Uh, yes. Not not space flare that you wear, you know, on your suspenders, but this so, is not a fun in the military. Flare. Those are called ribbons. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. No, that would have been more fun. Um, I also had a pretty stressful marriage. Uh, it was just a lot of conflict. We didn't get along very well. And I don't, I don't think he ever took seriously my health issues because I looked fine to most people. It's an invisible disease. I can still walk. I can still eat. I can drive a car most of the time. The way it manifests for me is if I don't get enough sleep, like at least seven hours a night, my body, I get run down. I'm not one of those people that can just push through when I'm tired and keep going, 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 going. No, I will like break down. Um, I, my body makes me stop if I don't stop. And so when I found CBD, it was like, wow, this is what normal people feel like. I'm not dragging ass constantly. Sorry. Um, I have some energy. I I have some clarity because like brain fog is another horrible part of autoimmune. Um, I have multiple food sensitivities. So if I ate anything with gluten or dairy or eggs, that just contributed to the overall pain, chronic inflammation and brain fog and just zero energy, no energy at all. No like zest for life. All I could do basically was take care of my kids. That's all I could manage. Um, And then I went through a divorce starting in 2019 when Shelly was finishing up with hers. And that was when we got back in contact. We'd already met, but we weren't really friends before that. And we ended up at the same restaurant one night. And we're just like, hey, how are you? And she was like, oh, I'm getting divorced. And I was like, me 
me too. What is up? So <laughs> what a way to initiate a conversation. Hey girlfriend, how you doing? I'm getting divorced. Ooh-wee. Well, it you know, it seems like in our age group, this is it's an extremely common thing that's happening a lot. More so now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. A wow. lot more now. Yeah. And the last few years have been really hard on a lot of people, um, not just because of COVID, but definitely that has contributed. Um, CBD has carried me through a lot of things. And I got COVID last summer. I was really sick. The only thing that helped with the COVID headaches was Delta 8. We had just been to Lucky Leaf right before that, like a month before I got COVID, we had gone to the Lucky Leaf Expo in Austin. That was sort of like the beginning of our actual business venture. We had just been talking about it up until then. But that was when we actually started meeting people. Um, we met some of the farmers that we now carry products from. We mm-hmm. met Aaron from Chaos Hemp there. We met Sweet Sensi. We met um, Martha and we met Eddie. Martha and Eddie from Oak Cliff um, and, and more. We met the Vessel guys. Uh, and it, it just took off from there. But if we had not gone to that, we wouldn't have known about the Delta 8 gummies that wound up getting me through having COVID. <laughs> so thank you, Aaron. From Teos Hemp. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. A Aaron. Aaron. I don't know what it is. I haven't caught COVID. I'm like looking around for something that's made of wood. That my desk over mm-hmm. here. Because um, you may need to study your uh, <laughs> yeah your blood. Because I say, and I didn't play around the beginning of it because I I caught swine flu back in 2009 when that first came Ooh. out, and I had to go to the hospital for that. I was so bad off, like I knew I was like I got pneumonia. They're like, how do you know? Because I've had pneumonia before. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's no walk in the park. It's not like there's a cold. There's a cold. Where you're like, oh man, I got a cold. And there's flu. Where you're kind of like, oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of fatigued. And when you've got pneumonia, you're like you're just out of it. You're you're not yeah. there. You just, yeah. you're like, I want to be asleep and never wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember going through that for like two weeks, at least for about four to five days. I was like, I'm going to die. I was yeah. like, I'm not going through that again. But by mm-hmm. the next year, like I went to legislative session and if I could avoid wearing a mask, I avoided wearing a mask and people are like, aren't you wearing a mask? Like personally, I got vaccinated. I mm-hmm. didn't push it on anybody else. But I was like my own choice. Um, I have an autoimmune disorder. I've had lung diseases. I'm, I'm going to do what I can for myself and I trust it right now. And I legislative session with people running around, didn't catch it. Yeah. Went to wow. lucky leaf, didn't catch it. Apparently people were coming back from that catching it. Mm. Heck, um, I went to a Romstein concert about a month and a half ago. No. Buddy of mine was probably 10 yards, 15 yards away from me. I didn't even realize he was there. He tells me three days after the concert. Yeah. I caught COVID and I'm pretty sure it's from the concert. And I'm like, Oh crap. You were like right next to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melee was taking tests for like two to three days, negative. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm just going to keep moving on. You're like, I'm just going to keep my head tucked and mm-hmm. keep moving forward. And <laughs> You've had good luck so far. Yes. That's good. I think personally, I think part of it is I'm, I'm consistently like having to clear my throat and cough stuff up. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, to me, it's a possibility that if I did get my lungs, it possibly got on that. Like that's what mucus in your lungs is for is to actually try to protect it from viruses. So the fact that I'm probably producing a little bit extra helps me out. It's it's debilitating in that I can't breathe the way I need to breathe, but it's keeping me from getting a serious fatal virus in my lungs that would probably kill me. Yeah. I found it really interesting that um, some, somebody we follow on Instagram, like 
uh, it might have been Normal or another one of those major uh, cannabis information sites posted that um, smoking cannabis had actually been shown to uh, prevent severe side effects of COVID or help decrease the severity of COVID symptoms. Shelly got COVID last year in the fall, and Mm -hmm. you would agree with that, right? I would. I can attest to that. Um, I think smoking flour the whole time I was sick was probably what helped me keep from developing pneumonia. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much what I did is I, I had a lot of cannabis. Yeah. And I I don't, I don't tend to lean either way with that because I never, when it first came out um, and people are like, Oh, I smoke, therefore I'm not getting it. And um, the guy who founded Texas normal, uh, Bill Norton, he caught, he caught COVID and people are like, I'm not going to catch it. I smoke weed. I was like, dude, dude who founded Texas normal caught COVID. You know, that guy smokes weed. That ain't, that ain't it. That ain't the solution. (laughs) Well, I'm not saying that you wouldn't catch it. Right. Because you smoke weed. I'm just saying, I am saying that like, I think it does, it does help with the symptoms mm-hmm. and, and I think it helps prevent the pneumonia the respiratory part of it. Yeah. And that's, that's where I got, I started getting a little bit conflicted on my own was that I started looking into, I was like, where does this as an anti-inflammatory agent mm-hmm. work against you and then work for you? And for the studies I could find, it was thing literally was showing like, if you have colds and flus, that it would actually be a hindrance to your healing. Mm-hmm. And that the reason why is it would take longer because your system's anti-inflammatory measures for a cold and flu or what actually starts expelling that out of your body and getting getting you back Mm -hmm. to being healthy. Whereas things long-term such as HIV or hepatitis, Mm -hmm. those are things that are not going away and you need to manage the symptoms of it. So it became this conflict of like, does this help? And now we, now we have studies showing, I think it's like CBG, CBG Mm -hmm. um, blocks the protein. And apparently if you're putting, they start doing studies now, I saw where if you add the more THC you add into it, the less effective the CBG is. So now when I yeah. go to these conventions, that's something else I do. I, I see if somebody's selling CBG and I'm like, yes, I'll buy that. They're like, why? I'm at a convention. I don't want to catch COVID. I don't want to get yeah. sick. Personally, I, CBG is my favorite cannabinoid so far. And I know there's still a lot out there and there's a lot of things that I haven't personally tried. I have very, very low, low, sorry about CBG. Um, I have super low tolerance to actual THC. So I don't, I can't handle any more than what is the legal Texas amount anyway. That's enough for me. And uh, CBD works really well for like anxiety and relaxation for me, but it does make me kind of tired and I already have chronic fatigue syndrome. So I have been taking CBD with copious amounts of caffeine for the first few years. And then when we went to Lucky Leaf, we started seeing all of the this variety and I had never heard of CBG, but I bought some and I tried it and was like, whoa, I can remember stuff that I have to do. <laughs> and I can stay awake all day without taking a nap because I also have ADHD. So <laughs> I, I feel like CBG actually has really helped with my like inattention problems as well. I brought up y'all's website here so people get a look at it. Y'all can shout out your, your website and let everybody know where they can find y'all and your products as y'all awesome. open up your store. Y'all are at flowermoonbotanicals.shop, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, some of these common ground CBD wellness tea blends or CBD mm-hmm. body creams, night serum, all that the sleepy stuff as you were talking about before. Yes. <laughs> I, we love their stuff. They are a woman-owned uh business as mm-hmm. well. And they are actually they started in Colorado, but they live in New Braunfels yep. now, which is really cool. They're local to us. They're really cool people. Follow at Flower Moon Botanicals, New Braunfels, N B T X, N B for New Braunfels. That's our trailer. Not New Balance, New Braunfels. No, no. 
And there's an airstream y'all were talking about. Yeah, we were going to refinish a trailer ourselves, and we decided we didn't have time to do that. Yeah. Or I'm not super. Yeah, either. We just had to outsource it to somebody that knows what they're doing. (laughs) It probably would have taken us like 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We did it ourselves. (laughs) Fixing a light in a house takes like two years. You're like, oh, I'll get this this week. I'll replace the bulb and I'll replace this fan. Put it on the list or put it in the pile and it'll get done at some point. I've had security cameras that I need to hang on my house for in maybe four or five months sitting in a box. (laughs) I had to come over to her house and put together a bunk bed because it had been sitting in your house for how long? Um, Two months at least. My kid needed a new bunk bed. It wouldn't have gotten done if she hadn't helped me. Well, is there any other any other things y'all want to get out where we're going to wrap it up here at the Lone Star Collective? Oh, the story of the name of our business, um, Flower Moon Botanicals. Yeah. So we had other ideas before that. We were thrown around different things. But when we finally settled on that name, it was for a couple of different reasons. First, it was in May. And uh, the month of May is always the full moon is a flower moon. And we were like flower moon and flower as in cannabis flower or hemp flower. And then we really like the symbolism of the moon phases because it's a constant cycle. And that really speaks to us as women. And um, just as human beings, our lives are all about cycles and finding ways to celebrate those different phases of life. Um, so that's where the, the name came from. Flower Moon is because we chose the name in May. That was when our business started in 2021. And um, you have anything to add to that? No, yeah. That, yep. That and kayaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started a, a kayaking group uh, for social distancing during the pandemic shutdown because I live right on the Guadalupe River. And uh, so it's the full moon kayaking group. And nice. we would go out at night on every full moon of the month during the summer. You're going to fall in the I river like, someday and a catfish is going, ah, a bunch of <laughs> giant catfish in that river. Yeah. We don't swim. Yeah. We just kayak. <laughs> just kayak. You, you don't swim. What are you going to do if you fall out of the kayak? <laughs> well, we, we get out in the canal. So yeah. She lives on in the, the Guadalupe and we'll pat, we paddle up the Guadalupe and then there's a convergence with the mm-hmm. canal. So we just go turn on to the canal and that's where we go swimming. Yeah. I don't really like swimming Not the in Guadalupe. the Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying like, I, like, I don't swim. Like I, I can't swim. And I was like, what are you going to do if you fall out of the kayak? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. The wet, like the water in the Kamal is just beautiful yeah. and clear and mm-hmm. cool. The like the Guadalupe is just dirty and yeah. You want to know why it's dirty like that? Because it had to pass <laughs> through Kerrville. Uh, <laughs> oh, burn. I, can, I, can, I can say I can say that because I used to live over there. So yeah, <laughs> down Louise Hayes Park. Look at that dirty river. I like, Park. Oh, it's a beautiful park. A beautiful it park. Yeah. Ducks, Very the ducks are the most aggressive ducks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're worse than a bunch of geese. <laughs> oh, I appreciate y'all joining us here on the Lone Star Collective. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Flower Moon Botanicals. That is going to do it this week for the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Our guest this week is Flower Moon Botanicals. You can find more information about them at flowermoonbotanicals.shop. It was Shelly Peebles and Maggie Green joining us this week as our guest from there. We hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe and enjoy this wonderful fall weather we're in now. <laughs>